Welcome to the Chiropractor's Input. I am Dr. Alex Casey. I'm a former athlete turned doctor, entrepreneur, and family man. Each week you'll hear mind-blowing health and wellness content as well as actual tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life to become a healthier individual and family. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump into your daily dose of practical wellness training. Time to laugh and learn. Hey everyone, I'm Dr. Casey with Birmingham Health and today we have Mandy with us of course and we also have some guests with Birmingham uh, Wellness Massage. This is Bryce and this is Anne Marie. I appreciate you guys joining us today and today we're going to be talking about a few different things. Uh, first of all, we got to talk with Anne Marie and it was so good to talk with some of your story and you are a major Crossfitter. Well, for how say, long? I wouldn't say major. <laughs> We're going to see you compete for a championship. We'll <laughs> no, see you on TV. No, no, no. Okay. Master's level only. Um, yeah, I've been crossfitting for about 10 years. A little awesome. over 10 wow. years. What, what made you say, hey, one day I want to go just bang out some push-ups and pull-ups at CrossFit gyms? Oh, well, I really never thought about it. I didn't know anything about CrossFit, and the CrossFit I started going to was brand new. Um, but I was in my chiropractor's office and right. saw a, a sheet from somebody her before and after and how she was enjoying CrossFit and chiropractor been saying to me, oh, this is a great thing to do. It's a lot of body weight movements. So yeah. I went down there expecting body weight movements, not so much uh, barbells, but I fell in love with those barbells. There we go. Slinging and clanging and banging. Yes, I hear you. Absolutely. Well, well, walk me through, like, you know, does CrossFit obviously has given you some great results, but has it given you some injuries too? Um, or tweak some things. I would say, yeah, definitely some tweaks. Okay. Um, most of the injuries are because I'm super klutzy, so <laughs> that has happened. Like, I've sprained my ankle because stepping up on a box holding a kettlebell came down my ankle and yeah, and that hurt. That stings. Um, yeah, fell outside running and, you know, scraped out my knees. I also <laughs> broke my big toe because I dropped a weight on it. Um, oh, so, goodness. you know, little things like that that set you back a little bit. <laughs> little um, things? Yeah, yeah. I think well, broken bones more than little. Shoulder, little thing going off my shoulder. It's almost like when somebody talks about nails on a clawboard and you, uh -huh. somebody talk about it, you feel it. I'm like, Ooh. I'm feeling the injuries right uh, now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it definitely bangs you up so a you've kept bit. your chiropractor in business. Yes, And definitely. your massage therapist in business. <laughs> Absolutely. It's the only thing that kept me going through all of the, you know, the 10 years that yeah. I've been doing this. And so one of the things you even brought up was a great thing, too, was you talked about your IT van. Walk me through what's going on in the IT van. Yeah, so I'm not really sure, but um, it, it's kind of bothered me off and on since I was in my 20s. And, um, okay. you know, pain will kind of shoot from my hip down to my knee. Um, I can find points down my IT band that just hurt. I, I roll yeah. them. I've got a massage gun and so I'll massage through Good. that. Um, I sit, do all those things, but it still just kind of flares. Mm. Yep. So that's kind of there. Many times, like when we see this, uh, and you probably see it in your clinic quite a bit and patients care over years, but we see things all the time. It's like, why is this symptom, we'll pick on IT band syndrome, not getting better? I've done everything. I've seen everybody. I do everything at home. This thing still flares up. And so to me, it's not necessarily like you're not seeing the right professional care or doing the right attention at home, like home care type things. Sometimes we got to look at like what's aggravating it and are we continuing to do things that are aggravating? What are all those aggravators? Mm -hmm. That's what, when once we resolve that issue, 
It's like now the body can catch up. So who you go see for massage or who you go see for chiropractic or all the things you do at home and help for it actually become more and more and more effective once we even figure out what is that, that big missing puzzle piece. And in this case, it might be an aggravator there. Right. And like so we, yeah, well, so, <laughs> well, we, we, we got a patient that just started with us and he's done exactly what I just said. He's been to all orthos, all neuros, you know, many chiros, many PTs. And he's done all these different things to try and help out with what is going on with this. And I'm still in the same problematic state. Well, we started off with some basic x-rays to say, well, look, if your pelvis is all twisted up and out of whack, it can be like that for different reasons. But if it's all shifting one way, you actually got one bone longer than the other bone, which may have been born that way. And what you have to do is put a small hill lift in that short leg shoe to raise it all up. And once you do, like everything that's being pulled out of bad suspension, that's inflamed and irritated and out of whack, gets to finally calm down. And so then all those other things and all those other puzzle pieces actually start working. That makes total sense because sometimes like pant, my yeah. pant legs, one will be higher than Yes, the other absolutely. Than the other. And then when you get an adjustment, then yep. that pulls that back into the right. Yep. So the the right thing way. to figure out is like, you know, is it something that you were born with? and that needs to have a little bit of assistance, like a heel lift or something like that? Or is it something that we call postural, meaning you know, you've trained your body to get out of whack and you gotta retrain it to get back to where it needs to be and be responsive too. It's more common when we see those that need heel lifts a, a lot more than I would think that, you know, it's more common than I, I thought it was. Yeah. We see it a lot. It comes in very regularly, and you know when people put it in, they're like, "Oh, you know, I, I train the thing. Like, they're not going to be a new person. Like, you're just going to feel like you're stepping on something first. You're not going to feel like this whole new person because you put the hill lift in. But it starts to calm that aggravator down, and then now all of a sudden everything starts to become more effective because you know it's almost like if you have the whole house on fire and the firemen are over on the front side of the house spraying it down, some jack wagon on the back side is throwing gasoline on it, right? We got to, we got to balance that equation and, and you know cut out the aggravating part to get the inflammation, the fire to calm down. And but when we see it for after a long period of time, if they were born that way and things need that heel lift and that support, well, you got depending on when they see us, but we got a 40 year old patient, 42, coming in, and I mean you feel the knots all over his back. I tell him, I was like, that's been, that's been, you've been training that for 47 years and you're going to need some help on a regular case. So we'll be sending you a client here shortly because of that. Right. Because it is, you have to address that in addition to all these other things too. So if you find yourself kind of like in that rut of like, what is going on? What is being irritated? And I've seen everybody, I'm so frustrated. Nothing's working. Well, there's, we got to find out what are all those aggravators. And once we figure out what those aggravators are, I think we'll start to figure out this forward momentum that you need there too. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. And so, but we see different types of cases in here. Uh -huh. And I try to think of people that you guys have in, in common. You know, mm -hmm. you have certain clients that we see and he has certain patients that come to you. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest things that I needed last year was when I was pregnant, I needed to be adjusted regularly and I needed massages regularly. So what are the benefits that both well, of y'all could... One, first off, when you started to do that, what did you see a difference in? Oh my goodness. Well, you also did acupuncture on me. I had yep. very high anxiety when I was pregnant. I was <coughs> nervous, and so he, he did the acupuncture for anxiety and, and um, fatigue. And then I felt certain relief because I had um, a pelvis dysmorphosis. 
mm-hmm. situation. And he would adjust me for that, and I would immediately feel relief. Good. And so, didn't have to do pregnant, didn't have to take anything that would hurt the baby or hurt you right. while pregnant. No, I mean, I was at the, the perfect there. place to be yeah. while pregnant. I mean, I was here. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, do you guys see pregnant clients too? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'd say... What's a common complaint that may come in with your, your pregnancy clients? Low back. You yeah. know, typically one side or the other, they just feel off. And yeah. I, so a lot of times, you know, if we see that lady, you know, her fourth or fifth month, they'll get that relief and go, oh, wow, okay. You know, they feel whole again on some level. Yep. And then the closer that they get to uh, the baby being born, the more often they'll kind of get on that rhythm. Yeah, we, we, we identify exactly the mm-hmm. same thing because of how much physical stress that happened over a very quick period of time. Because mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, you said you've had a child too? I've had two. You've had two children. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you probably can identify in those last two to four weeks are a heck of a lot tougher than uh, yeah. the very first <laughs> yeah, few, right? Awful. But overall, the course of nine months, that's a very quick transition to have your body morph into this certain way. Mm. And so, yeah, it's going to put challenges on different areas. And you, you don't know what kind of position the baby's going to be in when you wake up in the morning because you could walk to bed fine that night, wake up the next day, yeah. you got a creature on the side and you have to like walk a little different. It's hitting your yeah. sciatic nerve, yeah. oh, right. yeah. yeah. down your leg and gives yeah. you some yeah. agony. Yeah. So, and what do you do? You take some muscle relaxers then? Not when you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so what are the options? <laughs> what are the other options? we got to do something that's killing me. These are, that's, yeah. that's your options. Yeah, and so you'll see that you probably... Did you ever get it when you were pregnant? Did you get adjusted or did you see massage at that point in time? No, I had one massage with my second pregnancy that was sort of like, um, I guess, my little present before I had her. And Mm -hmm. I thought it was so wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, It just made me feel so much better. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was probably four or five weeks away from delivering her. So Mm -hmm. I wish, um, I mean, we're talking more than 20 years ago. I wish I had known more about those options for me when I was pregnant. Because you said you have seen a chiropractor Mm -hmm. and you started seeing a chiropractor. So I'm a few times in my 20s. In your 20s. um, But regularly about 39. And when were were you pregnant though? What what age were you when you were pregnant? I was um, 28 when I was pregnant with my first one, turned 29 right after she was born and then 30. One, yeah, so I mean, you're kind of like my wife and I at mm-hmm. the same time, too. But let me ask you this like, why you said you started to see a chiropractor, got pregnant, stopped seeing a chiropractor. What, mm-hmm. what, why did you start doing that or stop doing that? Um, what was I your think, fears about it? I, I just didn't know enough about it. Okay, I, did, I really wasn't informed enough about um, what a chiropractor could do, and I guess it scared me a yeah. little bit. I saw him just a few yep. times. Um, and it was mainly for um, a shoulder, my it's probably the same mm, IT yep. band thing that was bothering me right. and always bothering me then. Um, so, yeah, I just didn't know enough. Very common. I can't tell you how many times you've probably heard conversations in the clinic when we talk about women that surprise the conversation. They, they actually do it in a funny place. They'll whisper to me, I'm like, awesome! That's awesome! That's like, that's a bad thing. Like, and in your shoes, where they like, they have to stop doing something they found that they've enjoyed that helps them, and they're fearful. They're like, well, I, I guess this is going to be the last time I see you for many, many. Months. I'm like, oh, this is the very start of it. See you on Tuesday. Yeah. And, but what ends up happening is a very common thing to not know how chiropractic can help somebody through all development ages of pregnancy, even pre-pregnancy to helps them get their body healthy to a point to where it can help them get pregnant, stay pregnant. 
But then it's like they find themselves pregnant. Well, in trimester one, it may not produce all the pain-related things that might bring people in. It produces the nausea. Yeah. But if can, acupuncture, yeah, acupuncture can help that. Yeah. yeah. That's what I wish I had known that. I was so sick. Oh, like for the first five months of my mm-hmm. first one. Acupuncture would have been yeah. wonderful. And, and sometimes it can be in a way where we do it once or twice and it eliminates the nausea. But sometimes it just needs a little bit of help because things have been bottled up for a period of time. And we got to retrain to go different ways, if you will. But yeah, no, it's, it's very common to have that fear about it, and, and we kind of sometimes see patients in their worst stages of fear where the sciatic issue, and they are in their third trimester, and they're like, oh my God, what is left to do? I can't take, you know, I've been my, my traditional doc, but I can't do the things that they want to do. Like, I, I feel like that's going to harm me and harm the baby, so what is out there? And they finally see me, and I'll walk them through, and I'll calm all their fears down. I'll say, I wish we'd found you in your first trimester. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we would have 100% avoided sciatica or SI joint dysfunction or you know, ovarian ligament pain, a lot of these types of things that you guys face. But it would have been a hell of a lot easier to respond quicklier to the treatments at that time, too. And it would eliminate probably the pain that you're facing at that point in time and reducing that to a certain point and probably eliminating it too. So I wish we'd have known yeah. each other then. I'd have told you that story then. You probably were a like yeah. little kid then, but okay. Yeah, that's all right. I'd have shouted louder. But in general, like, I wish that we, you know, we could get that word out to more females that are trying to get pregnant and trying to have a healthy pregnancy because we even see most of our patients have a healthier labor and delivery time, which I'm sure you guys, when they implement all the soft tissue work, what do your females come back to you later and just say, hey, the labor and delivery time wasn't nearly as bad? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I, I, they, they have to kind of give it that. And, and ask. there's a question I had, is there a particular period of time after the baby is born before they should start coming back. So that's the fourth trimester, right? Yeah, there you go. So (laughs) it is actually some of the most important parts for recovery, Mm. uh, depending on how intensive the the labor and delivery was, we may switch things up, but it's important for mamas to come back in pretty soon within a week Mm. of coming back. And we don't have, the misconception of chiropractic and how physical these adjustments can be it can be very different at different levels and different stages for different patients. And for our pregnant moms that have come in, no, it's not going to be very physical. Right. But there are things that will help their body respond way more quicklier and get them back to a more normal state or whatever their average or normal state of feeling that they used to be right. after that fourth trimester has dissipated, I and guess. similar to us, when they come in you know, one, two, three weeks after they've had a baby, we're not doing a deep, deep tissue, we're doing that light, you know, a yeah. Swedish, we're just trying to get everything calm. Yeah, they've had kind enough of back... nurses pushing on their uterus yeah. for... Yeah, right. don't poke that, poke this, right? Help this out, right? right. right. But in general, too, I'm, I, you know, outside of pregnancy cases, you know, we see that quite a bit. Um, I don't know if you guys have any bouts of arthritis in yourselves or other patients, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we definitely see clients that, a lot of clients that have that where they think, you know, I've tried all these other methods. I'm always in constant pain. They get a massage, and all of a sudden they're going, "Whoa!" Now I've, I've, I've I'm able to rest easier, I'm better sleep better, um, and they get back on that routine. And it's something that they're not taking a pill for, you know. Yep. And uh, they're, yeah, absolutely. How many pregnant women with arthritis do you see? 
Well, potentially, uh, <laughs> you're not going to X-ray the patient during that time yeah. frame. But yeah, absolutely. You know, some people think that even sometimes that arthritis is like it's a death sentence. I got the arthritis. I'm like, no, no, it's there. But you know, let's let's flip that script a little bit and say, yeah, you do. Why do you have that? And what do we got to do to move out of that? But yeah, we have patients that come in that have in those beginning stages or even more moderate stages of that too when they're pregnant. Sometimes we find that out later once we can x-ray them or sometimes they bring me x-rays that they had prior before pregnancy and they come in. I'm like, well, you know, this is a weaker area and it's going to probably show up during your pregnancy at some time. But also too, it may not even be present quite on x-ray, but we're going down that arthritic route because where joints are stuck and not moving and mm -hmm. muscles aren't sliding and gliding the way they should be, it starts creating a lot of problems for us. And I mean, how many conversations of that do you hear and hear? Oh, a whole lot, a whole lot. And I get so excited whenever the pregnant women come in because then we get to see their babies. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, it's such a, they're like, oh my God, you're just babies? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, you're not touching my baby. I think I was in here a right. week after I gave labor. I was like, hey, Dr. Casey, yep. me, then her. Yep. <laughs> and it's because she became aware of the things mm -hmm. because I think, Anne-Marie, you talk about like not knowing certain things. Right. You just don't, what you, you don't know what you don't know. And part of that fourth trimester is not just for mama, it's even for baby too because it was physical on you guys. I got to observe but I, for my wife, but I didn't get to feel what you guys have been through. But it's physical, but it's just as physical for the baby in a sense where if when the baby, if you could, if you could just take the same things that happened when we were retrieving a child, whether it's cesarean or natural childbirth, and you bring that baby in here and you let me reenact it, <laughs> You're probably going to, all the same things I would do in a chair to your child, you would kill me first and maybe not even call the cops, right? <laughs> it is a brutal scene. And it's physical on the child as much as it is on mama. And so it's very important many times to see that this child start to get things back into normal working condition when it hasn't produced the pain problem yet. But we see it all the time. Like, what are some of the top things that mamas bring their kids in for that you hear of? Colic. That's the newest, yep. you know, for the newer babies. And then there's ear infections that come later. Um, even like a little, a little bit older, there's like bedwetting he can help with or allergies. Yeah, it's like bedwetting, like seven years old, still wetting the bed, right? Mm -hmm. There's like, why is that? It's, it's against your brain and your spinal cord, overactive, creating components that's not allowing your body to act normally. And so a lot of times we even see when they see those real chronic conditions, yeah, that's when they actually have to make sure even at seven years old and they don't have all these tight tissues issues that us adults do that are CrossFitters, that they need to see some degree of, of tissue work. And so that'd be something that I don't know if you guys see a lot of pediatric, you know, but you'll see that sometimes that's going to be a big funnel there to help out those mm. conditions. That's great. Like we see like a, a side effect of having these issues would be like torticollis in a child this tight muscle in the neck. Well, yeah, you know, what ends up happening in the traditional world is they go to their pediatrician and they see torticollis, okay, well, let me do some work and massage this out and stretch this out and you go home and stretch this out and here's this prescription, take this to help out with that. That's the traditional way of handling it. But sometimes it takes a very long time for that to get the results where we could have gotten there quicker had we started taking care of the root cause of the problems and addressing it the right ways. 
And so once you do that, then all those other things, you know, are probably even unnecessary at that time. Right, especially the medicine. I mean, I've got two girls. The first time Dr. Casey saw my oldest, she was, what, three? Right at three. And had I known, she, she was colic for six months when she was a baby. Mm -hmm. And had I known all the benefits, I would have been here every day. But that's why my new one. Yep. Here you go. Come on. <laughs> and so, you know, I, we, we talk to our patients too all the time like about this Band-Aid approach. Like, what do you want out of this? And you tell me how many times people will come in acutely to then want the quick fix. Oh, yeah. You see that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not alone? We're not no, alone on this? And, a lot of, and, and surprising, but some folks will be like, well, I just didn't, you know, I thought I'd be all better. You know, I used to get you know, massages and yep. I was all better. Well, as the body ages and if you're not being that proactive, it's a longer recovery yep. period. And so what's interesting is I try to help folks on the front end go, okay. And, and I know it's similar with chiropractic on some level is saying, okay, so for your first massage, your recovery period, like it may, your body may feel good for a day or two, right? Maybe up to a week, but the more you come in, the longer that period is going to settle in your body. Right. Where you may need a massage twice a month yeah. for a while, and then it can back off to once every three weeks. Yeah, once we, every four we call weeks. that the holding period. You're mm -hmm. training your body to hold for longer, right? Because you've gotten it conditioned to be so responsive towards everything that happens mm. and so when we first start it's very effective and people start to feel better like yeah, i'm fixed i'm like yeah until you go bowling tonight <laughs> yeah. and then what happens you know your arm and shoulders out of whack again so we got to repeat the process don't go bowling tonight now right. you know let it calm down let it get more responsive let it start holding and then over time yeah you'll start seeing those same things like it gets better for longer and you're not as much on this pain roller coaster what we call it right so I know a lot of you, um, or both of you, see a lot of athletes, mm -hmm. um, and I know that you, you mentioned bowling, but y'all see oh, yeah. professional bowlers or... We see NFL athletes, former NFL athletes, college football players, people that are getting into college football, soccer, golf, oh, yeah. we see golf, it all. runners. Uh, CrossFitters. I mean, yeah, amen. CrossFitters uh, keep us in business. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's how I ended up here. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, I mean, cyclists. I mean, what's yeah. great is there's so many avenues of wellness where you can get out and do some, find something that you love on the weekend or yeah. in the mornings. Um, but I mean, for me, it was when I hit 36, and I love playing ultimate frisbee. And I took a weird fall, yep. and I did not recover the same yeah. that I started going, okay. I mean, I was already doing chiropractic and massage, but then it really meant something. Yeah. And it was like, okay, now I get recovery. Yeah. <laughs> I see what's going on here. Me, well, you're not just an ultimate frisbee guy. You're a basketball guy, oh, too, man. I love playing basketball. Shooting yeah. the well, That's my thing. Yeah. yeah. That's, I, yeah. I enjoy doing that a That's lot. right, man. I did not know that me active. So, me active. So, you know, you'll... You, Many people, you, as you kind of hit the head on it with this, was you're talking about you didn't quite have the perspective that you do now about things that you need to do mm. so you can do these things. You can still play hoops. You can still yeah. get out there on the field and launch frisbees, right? Yeah. But what happens like if you know you don't do those things? Like let's say we're not the ultimate frisbee in basketball. Let's say you don't do the tissue work. Mm -hmm. You have the tissue work on you. Sure. Or you don't maintain some degree of, of regular chiropractic. What does that happen to you then at that point? Well, 
I see a lot of folks that I play basketball with that they have a, an injury and we don't see them for two or three months and they hobble back on yep. and then a few months later that, you know, so they have other ways of recovery that we may not think is, is the best in terms oh, of... All day. Uh, but, uh, <clears throat> but what's interesting is one thing that I learned that was huge was uh, a, a new piece that I'd lost is in high school you learn when you play a sport, you better stretch, you better warm up. And the cool down, the cool down. The cool down. Yeah, and, uh, and I was playing basketball, 20s, 30s, and it wasn't until a PT reminded me, you know, I was I was getting, you know, tweaking an ankle or doing whatever, and he goes, well, what are you doing with warm-ups? And I was like, you know, what are you talking about? Yeah. And, he, and he showed me some YouTube videos, and I got out there and I was like, what I did in high school, you That's know. Right. So in terms of chiropractic, massage, warm-ups, yeah. that helps me well, be mobile. You know, know, it's funny, like how you know we are in society. Different societies do different things, and out in Japan, I got to witness this. My brother was in the Navy, went out to visit for a week, and I got to see all the Japanese workers before they would start work for their clocked in. I don't even know if they're clocked in or not, but before they start all their stuff. They're warming up like a football team would. No, I mean, they're not lining up in contact drill. But, I mean, they're stretching, mobility. And what that happens is that you rec you know, you see in the workforce that it's reduced, you know, workforce injuries. Absolutely. So, wow. That's pretty smart. Workman's comp, you know, went down, right, for these businesses. Great. So, I mean, I can imagine your own personal workman's comp for you and basketball injuries, mm -hmm. you know, got a little bit Absolutely. less expensive because totally. you started taking care of those things. Totally. But we see people all the time, like, you know, like when they say injury, or when we say, well, were you, did you ever have an injury? Man, they think like concussion, mm. gashing wound, like major events, like where they were, they like had to go see the surgeon about things or was taken to the ER. I'm like, well, that's a type of injury. That's a, a macro trauma creating a really nasty event that you have to seek professional help about. But many times it's like, you're sat there on the court. Mm. How many people just kind of, Kind of roll an ankle. Oh yeah. Right? Was that an injury? Oh no, I was fine. I got to finish the game. I I kept playing, and then five years later, what happened to that ankle? Right. right. <laughs> well, like I came in to see you last year because a young guy decided to jab me right here in the rib. Oh baby. He meant no no harm. He yeah. was going for a rebound, and what was great was you gave me some awesome things there that I go. can do to to help it, it out. It wasn't even chiropractic stuff. Yeah. Like it was. It was we, one was K tape, yeah. and one was ice. That's and right. It and, was great. And we, you got on there. It helped out. It helped you get back to the court quicker. So, but you were able to so modify you your, elbow him back, right? That's right. <laughs> but you were able to modify your adjustment. I think sometimes people think, oh, well, I got this part that's hurt. The chiropractor would. That's not know, a chiropractic thing. Uh, or they, they might, they might <laughs> hurt that? me worse. Yeah. But you know, like my rib, you know. But I was able to let you know, and oh. you modified the way that you yeah. adjust Yeah, a lot of people think he does the same thing for each patient and it is very different because your story is yeah. different and your body is different. So your goals and your athletic pursuits. Right. Absolutely. Like I'm not going hiking every weekend. I want to, but <laughs> I just don't. But if that were the case, he would modify that for me. Yeah, every, every story is different. I'm a, most of the time I'll say, well, I'm glad you told me. Mm -hmm. So now let's do this. Right? Mm -hmm. So... Well, outside of that, is there anything else that we wanted to discuss today that you had on your list? That's all I have on my list. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Bryce? I think we're good to go. Well, right. Andrew, Bryce, thank you so much. Mandy, always being with you on camera. Thank you guys for joining us, and we will see you on the next podcast.
Hey, everyone, thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. You can post about it on social media, or you can leave us a raving review if you think we deserve so. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Birmingham Health. Thanks again, and I will see you guys next week.